0: You know, we started a series last week called Teach Us to Pray. And the series is based from the question that the disciples asked Jesus in Luke chapter 11. And I'll read it, it'll be up here on the, on the big screen. But the, 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 Luke chapter 11, verse 1 says this One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Now, as we mentioned last week, of all the things that the disciples could have asked Jesus to help them with, like to preach and teach, to raise the dead, to, to cast out demons, whatever the case may be, they asked him to teach them how to pray. Now, I think it's obvious that um, they made the connection between the power of, of the, in the life of Jesus and the prayer in the life of Jesus. They made that connection. The disciples realized that the prayer, that prayer was truly the resource or the source of power behind everything that Jesus did. Jesus was the Messiah. He was the son of God. But you find that as you study the life of Jesus in the gospels, you'll find him often alone praying Jesus never allowed. He had times where he was having a meeting and they had such a line of people that there was no end to the amount of people that he could minister to or he could pray. But he would just all of a sudden decide, "Okay, I'm gone. And he would take off. And it says the Bible says that he would often go to lonely or, or solitude places to pray. He never allowed success or the blessings of God in his life to distract him from prayer. In fact, in Luke chapter five and verse 15, it says this news about Jesus kept spreading and large crowds came to listen to him teach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus would often go to some place where he could be alone and pray. Now, there's no doubt prayer is the source of power behind every fruitful and blessed life. Would you agree with that? In James chapter 5, in verse 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, here's a truth worth grasping. Just as the life of Jesus was empowered through prayer, likewise, our life can be empowered and strengthened through prayer as well. Amen. Regardless of what level of strength we have, what level of fruitfulness we have, I believe that if we will embark on this journey called prayer, we, our life can go to a level that it never has been in before. Amen. Now listen, now most people believe in the power of prayer and they desire to develop the habit or the discipline of prayer. But the reality is, most of us struggle with establishing a prayer life. Isn't that true? It is true. You know, the sources say that the average Christian prays three to seven minutes a day. Three to seven minutes a day. In fact, the average pastor prays 30 minutes a day. 48% of Americans say they can't find time to pray on a daily basis. Well, I think these stats prove the point. Most of us are struggling in our prayer life. That's why we're talking about, Lord, teach us to pray. Amen. In Luke 18, 1, when Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now, Jesus said, we should always pray. Not sometimes. We should always pray. And listen, don't give up. So what Jesus, I think, was contrasting here was that his prayer can be discouraging. Our prayer life, in our prayer life, we can get discouraged. But he says, listen, don't get discouraged. So what Jesus was contrasting here is prayer and discouragement. So if we're not praying, we're going to get discouraged and we're going to want to give up on life. But if we're praying, we're going to be encouraged and we're going to have strength to keep on going. Amen. Amen. So how do you get through the difficulties of life? Through the power of prayer. Prayer gives you the strength and the power that you need to make it through the difficulties and the trials of life. Amen. Prayer keeps you from being overcome with fear, with anxiety, with weariness, with sin, with shame, with discouragement and depression. Listen, prayer is the key to helping us not just get through life, but to be victorious in life. Amen. Hey, the problem is not, the question is not whether we're going to have difficulties and we're going to have hard times in life. The problem is how we're going to do when we get through, when we get in the middle of those problems. Come on, how many of you know prayer will give you the power and the strength you need to get through it? So then, how do you pray? How do you establish the discipline of prayer? Well, Jesus gave us a great model of prayer in Luke chapter 11 or Matthew chapter 6, where you should be. And when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, he taught them what is known as the Lord's prayer. You know, the Lord's prayer is the most famous prayer or the well, the most well-known prayer in the entire Bible. In fact, it's the most popular prayer and well-known prayer all over the world, right? The Lord's prayer. And so in fact, In in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 9, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, this is what he said in verse 9. This is then and how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, notice Jesus didn't say here, this is what you should pray. He said, this is how you should pray. This is how you should pray. The Lord's Prayer is not supposed to be some mindless uh, ritual. It's not supposed to be a mindless cantation or ritual. It's not just a prayer that we pray uh, repetitiously or repeatedly over and over again. It's supposed to be a model. Amen. Instead, the Lord's Prayer is supposed to be a pattern that we should use to help guide us in prayer. And whenever you look at this prayer... It covers all the needs that we have in our life. Listen, when Jesus answered that question, folks, he wasn't given a frivolous answer or just an answer off the cuff. He was giving us a secret to a powerful life. Amen? And think about it. The model was the answer to the question that the disciples asked Jesus. So listen, I believe if we'll learn to pray this model of prayer, then I think we'll learn how to pray. And we'll also learn what to pray for. And we'll cover the most important topics in prayer. And it will supernaturally fuel our life. Amen. Now, this is the model prayer. And it, prayer is, uh, this model prayer that Jesus gave us is a reminder. It reminds us of what we can pray for when we take time to pray. Has this ever happened to you? That you, take, you make a decision that you're going to sit down and you're going to pray, but then you sit down to pray, and your mind's wandering here, there, and everywhere, and you get down, and you close your eyes, and you say, I'm going to pray, and all of a sudden, your brain freezes, and it can't have one spiritual thought in the entire planet, and you're just like, oh my goodness, what happened to my brain, and I don't know what to pray for. Come on, am I the only ungodly one in here, or is there anybody else that that happens to? Thank you for encouraging me this morning. You know, this prayer model is like rocket boosters that can take you into the presence of God, can deepen and strengthen your spiritual life. Amen? And so let's take a closer look at the reminders in this model of prayer that Jesus gives us. And you know what I've noticed is like, you know, whenever I get ready to pray, I, I just, I, whether it's on my phone or my iPad or, or my physical Bible, I like to just open to Matthew chapter 6 and just open it right there into that, or, or Luke 11, and just open it right there to that prayer model. And I'll just use it to remind me of what to pray. And so the first reminder G- Jesus gives us to pray is this. Remember, God loves us. And this is what he said. When you pray, this is then and how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. And most of us, we'll just read right through that. And in 10 seconds, we'll already be at the end. But hold on a minute. The first reminder helps us with our perspective in prayer. And so our perspective has to do with our mental or our spiritual view of the one that we're praying to. Because some of us, we need to reframe our perspective about the one that we're praying to. And if we don't have a proper perspective of God, we'll have a difficult time connecting with God. So that's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray this, our father in heaven. Now, one of the words in the Bible for father is Abba. It's Abba. Abba means daddy or papa. And it's a term of endearment or of love and of intimacy. And so Jesus was telling us, look, when you pray, remember, you're praying to your heavenly daddy or your heavenly papa. And remember, it's heavenly. It's not earthly. Because some of us have maybe have had bad experiences with our earthly papa or daddy. But he's saying, no, it's not your earthly father. It's your heavenly father. Amen? And if your evil people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. So we need not forget this. The God that we're praying to is not a mean, cruel, harsh, unloving, and uncaring father like some earthly fathers are. No, when we pray, we need to remember this. The God we're praying to is a caring father. Amen. In in Isaiah 49, 15, it says, can a mother forget the baby at her breasts and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you, the Lord says. Amen. So God is not an uncaring, uninterested God we're talking to, but he cares for us more than any natural father or mother would ever care for us. You got that? If you got that, say, I got that. And so when the, when we need to remember the God we're praying to is a consistent father. He's not moody. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a different emotional feel from day in and day out. He's not kind one day and mean the next day. Come on. He's got emotional stability. Amen. He's not a grumpy, inconsistent, heavenly father. Hebrews 13 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's consistent in his love for us. He's not wishy-washy, regardless of whether, listen, regardless 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 of whether my behavior or my attitude has been good or bad, God loves me anyway. Amen. How many of you know that he loves us unconditionally? If he loved me conditionally, he wouldn't have a whole lot to love. Amen. But listen, Psalm 59 10 says, my God is changeless in his love for me and he will come and help me. He's changeless in his love for me. He doesn't love me according to my spiritual performance for that day. He loves me unconditionally. You know what You know what our tendency is? If we have a bad attitude, we haven't been doing good, we don't want to come to God because we think he's going to beat us over the head. No, don't. That's when we need to sit at the feet of Jesus. Come on, are y'all with me out there? And so when we pray, we need to remember that God is a caring father, that God is a consistent father. But you know what? He's also a close father. He's never too busy for us. He's never too busy. If it's Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. He he doesn't get so preoccupied with everybody else's trouble that he don't have time for me and you. Come on, how many of you know he's got time for all of us? Amen. And listen, he will never abandon us. In Psalm 27, 10, it says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. You know, the reality is some of us in this room, our mother and father have forsaken us. They've abandoned us emotionally. They've abandoned us physically. They've rejected. So, hey, saints, your parents may abandon you. Your spouse or your friends may reject you or abandon you. But listen, God will never abandon you. He'll never leave you. Amen? Now, what does all this have to do with prayer? Well, the first reminder helps remind me that the Lord loves me. That It it sets my perspective when I approach God in prayer. And listen, our prayer perspective has to do with our mental and spiritual view of the God that we're talking to. And if we don't have a proper perspective of God, why would we be motivated to pray? Listen, whenever I know somebody's grumpy, I don't want to come to them. I want to depart from them. Are y'all with me out there? And so listen, how could we connect with God and feel like we're having this in, this love affair, this, this, this uh, you know, where we love God and God loves us if we think that he's got his arms crossed and he's got a big old frown on his face and he's, he's grudging us sitting at his feet to talk to him. Come on, how many of you know we got to have a right perspective? Remember, father means daddy, means papa. It's a term of endearment. So Jesus is telling us, when you pray, remember, you're talking to your heavenly Papa. Amen? Don't you want to just stop right now and say, thank you, Papa. Thank you, Daddy, for loving us. Amen? The second reminder Jesus gives us in prayer is to remember to worship. Remember to worship. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, this is then in how you should pray. Verse 13 says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, this this reminder helps us to incorporate worship in our daily prayer. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, doesn't mean much to us unless we really understand it. But, you know, the word hallowed means to treat holy. It means to set apart, to sanctify it, to set it apart, to praise and adore the name of our God. Hallowed be thy name. How many of you know God's name is holy and it's to be praised and adored and reverenced and worshiped? You know, I know it's not uncommon for us to just kind of say, you know, the big man upstairs, but listen, you know, and talk to, hey, you know, like we talk about God like he's our buddy. He's the King of kings and the Lord of glory. He is to be reverenced. He is to be respected. He is to be edified and magnified. Amen. Come on. He is to be worshiped and adored when we come to prayer. Amen. Our prayer of worship has to do with refocusing our hearts on the Lord. When we pray, hallowed be thy name, we're setting apart the name of the Lord. And so it refocused our attention on his heart instead of his hand before we start asking him for a handout. How about we just focus on who he is, his character, his nature, and his attributes. He's a loving God. He's a merciful father. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us a new start every morning. He doesn't hold over our head the wrongs we did in the past. We serve a mighty, wonderful, gracious, loving God that is worthy to be praised. Amen. Before we ask God for anything, we should first take the time to worship him. This takes the focus off of ourselves. and puts it on God. Amen. Sometimes our prayer is too self-consumed. But you know what? When we start, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Is first of all, let's, let, let's talk about you, Lord. Before I talk to you about me, let, let, let me just tell you how much I love you. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Matthew 4.10 says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I think God loves it when we just take time to worship Him and shower Him with praise and adoration. Worshipping His name helps usher us into His presence. You know, Psalm 104 says this, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His. Praise His. Hallowed be Thy Praise His name. When you give thanks to Him and worship His name, you'll find yourself basking in the presence of God. Amen. Having a, you know, uh, you know, years ago, whenever I first started coming to church, uh, Brother Francis had Larry Lee. Could you not tarry one hour? Some of you have been around long enough. But in this, uh, he talked about how to pray for one hour and, and using this outline. But he said, you know, there's a bunch of compound names of God. And when you learn the names of God, it'll help you to worship. And so, you know, uh, in fact, we have a list of some of those names in the prayer guide, if you have one of those. But you know what? Whenever you start thinking, God is righteousness. He forgives our sins and makes us clean. Thank you, Lord. I can have a spiritual bath today through the blood of Jesus. Amen. You know, God is sanctifier. He calls us out of darkness and he sets us apart for his purpose. How many of you glad he sanctified you? He took you out of that ditch you were in. Amen. Come on. God is healer. He heals our sickness and disease. Come on. Turn that truth into worship and prayer. Lord, you heal my sicknesses. You heal my diseases. Thank God for the precious blood of Jesus, the stripes of Jesus. Amen. Come on. How many of you know that God is our banner of victory? He defeated all of our enemies. We're victorious because of Jesus. No devil in hell can have his way in your life or my life because Jesus took care of. He is my banner. I raise my banner of victory and say the Lord is my victory. Amen. God is my shepherd. He restores my soul. I might get troubled. I might get worried. I might get anxious but he restores my soul. Come on. God is my peace. He gives us peace through any and every tribulation and circumstance we go through. Amen. Come on. God is my provider. He supplies for my every need. He knows what I need. He knows every hair that falls off my head and He knows how to provide for me exactly what I need. My Lord, my Lord, if there's something I can worship God for, it's hallowed be thy name. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of glory. You are the great I am. You are the master of master you are the king of kings you are the supreme one and you are worthy to be praised amen come on when you pray and speak god's name out loud in prayer you not only spend time worshiping the lord but it also helps strengthen your faith by reminding yourself of the god that you serve. amen come on y'all ready to go home now and just and just practice this amen The third reminder Jesus gives us in prayer is this. Remember to submit to his will and purpose. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. A king is one who rules and reigns over a kingdom. How many of you know our King Jesus rules and reigns over His kingdom? Amen. His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so when we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, what we're really asking Jesus to do in prayer is, is to establish His supreme rule, and reign over our lives that's what we're saying through prayer we're willingly surrendering and we're saying to the lord lord not my will but your will not my control but your control how many of you would believe that it would be better that jesus drove your car in life than if you drove your car in life amen Come on, how many of you know it would be better if Jesus drove your shuttle to the moon than if you drove your shuttle to the moon? Amen. And so through prayer, we're willingly willingly surrendering to his control and rule. One of the greatest struggles in the Christian life is to do this, is to surrender your life to him. It's to surrender control. We say, Lord, we love you. Lord means to be controlled, in control, like he's the one that is our master. But it's hard to lay down your desires and your plans that you have for your life. And then to follow and pursue the Lord's plans. Because the question is, what if the Lord wants me to do something that I don't want to do? Right? Jesus, knowing that we would struggle with this, says this. He encourages us to pray for the strength to do it every day. He says, pray them this way. In Psalm 32, 9, he said, don't be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. So what the psalmist is saying here, he's saying, listen, don't be stubborn and hard-headed. And the reality is some of us are stubborn and hard-headed. I mean, nobody in this room, but there are people in Lafayette like that. And some of us are like an untrained horse or one of those obstinate mews. And we don't want to go where the Lord wants us to go. But how many of you know it's hard to accomplish God's will and purpose for your life if you're stubborn and you're rebellious and you're hard-headed? Amen. That's why we should pray daily. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy will be done. Every day we should pray, Lord. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you know the Lord has a plan for your life? And he's got that plan. And has his, his book in heaven, he knows He knows exactly what, what's your purpose. And if you will submit to his purpose, it'll be the best way to live your life. It'll be the most amazing life that you could ever live. Amen? And so we should pray the will of God. And, and, you know, I like to pray what I call the ripple prayer. You know, if you throw a rock in a pond, it goes in and it makes ripples. And it starts wherever the rock hits the water and it goes out. I like to pray the ripple prayer. First of all, I like to pray for myself. You know, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I pray, I ask the Lord, Lord, I pray my mind surrenders to you, submits to you. Lord, I pray that my will, that stubborn will that wants to resist you, I pray thy will be done. I pray for my emotions to surrender to the Lord. I pray my entire body, my eyes, my ear, everything about my hands, my feet. I pray everything about me does the will of God. Amen. But then after that, I I go to the next ring, and I pray for God's will and purpose to be established in my family. I pray that for Tanya. I pray that God's will be done in Tanya's life. I pray for my children and their spouse and and, and grandchildren. Lord, I pray your will be done in my family. Lord, I pray right now, God, your kingdom rule and reign, that your authority be established over my life, over my spouse's life, over my family's life, over my children's life. I pray that over my entire family, my extended family. I pray that over Tanya's family. Come on, I'm praying the will of God over the Menard family and the the Miller family. And then I go one more ring and I pray that God's will be done in the church family. I pray for myself that God's will and purpose would be done for me as I lead Family Life Church. I pray for the team, the staff that God's will be done. And then I pray God's will be done in every family that is connected here. I pray the will of God over us. I pray the kingdom kingdom of God and the will of God be done in every one of our lives because that's the best life we can live is doing what God wants us to do. Amen. Then, of course, I pray for my community, I pray for my state, and I pray for my nation. It matters not what the Democrats or the Republicans want to do, the liberals or the conservatives. What we want is the king to rule and reign. We want the king of kings to rule and reign. If the king rules and reigns over our nation, over our state, over our city, there'll be order, there'll be peace, and there'll be righteousness and godliness. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. How many of you know God has a great purpose and a plan for all of our lives? And the more we walk in his plan and his will and his purpose, the more we will prosper and be blessed. That's why we should pray every day, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. The fourth reminder that Jesus gives us is to help us remember to depend on him. Matthew 6, 11 says, This then is how you should pray. Give us today our daily bread. I don't know if you know the Lord wants us to depend on him for our every need. Not just our big needs, our every need. And so uh, in Philippians 4, 19, he says, My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so the Lord wants to supply for all of our needs, right? Not just some, but all of our needs. But he wants us to come to him for our needs. He wants us to come to him with our problems, with our desires, and with our wants. You say, but what if I'm asking God for something he don't want? Well, he's not going to provide for all our greeds. He'll provide for all our needs. Come on. I mean, we would self-destruct if he gave us everything we ask him for. Can I get a better amen? I mean, we would be, we would be dead already. But listen, it's our dependence on him that helps us live a restful and a peaceful life. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, in verse 28, he said this, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your soul." But my yoke is easy to bear, my burden I give you is light. You know, I believe much of the anxiety and the stress of life comes as a result of us depending on ourselves and depending on others to meet the needs in our life. And we're stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're we're overburdened, we're tired, we're we're just um, exhausted. We can't put one foot in the front of the other. It's hard to get up in the in, in the morning after even an eight hours night's sleep because we're carrying too much in our life. When the Lord's saying that just come to me, and I will give you rest. You know why we find rest? It's because we quit depending on ourselves and we start depending on Him. And how many of you know when you start depending on Him, something supernatural happens? So Jesus encourages us to bring our needs to the Father so we can live stress-free, restful, peaceful lives. Come on, that's a great, that's a, that's a great uh, invitation right there. Amen. Jesus teaches us to pray for our daily bread. Daily bread. Because he wants us to depend on him daily. Daily. So how should we pray for what we need? Well, Pray faith-filled prayers. Do you believe that the the Father that you pray to is willing to to meet your needs, to help you when you need Him? What I've found is sometimes I pray a prayer and I am so filled with doubt and unbelief, it's not even funny. I'm praying like I'm just, you know, like like, there's no God in heaven. I know, y'all are way more spiritual than me, but... I'm just telling you about myself this morning, but how many of you know? Come on, you got to believe that the God that you're praying to is going to hear your prayer and is going to answer your prayer. Amen. Come on, Mark eleven twenty-four. It says, "Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it, and it will be yours." And you know what I've found? I've had to work through this, and I found one time. You know, you've heard me tell this story. I had four major problems that there's no way that I could resolve on my own going on at the same time. And I was praying one day, talking to the Lord, whining to the Lord about it. And I said, Lord, well, I can't handle this. These are mountains. And he said, well, what did I tell you to do about the mountain? And I said, Oh, you said to speak to the mountain. And then of course I went back and I started reading it. And he said, whatsoever things you pray for, believing. And so he said, you know, you're praying about these mountains. The problem is you're not believing. You're not believing that I can move the mountain. But if you pray and you believe, then you're going to see that mountain take a different course. Come on, I say, oh Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Amen. And so I had to start, and I, so I had to start working myself up and say, now listen, is that mountain too big for God? Is there a mountain that God created that He can't move? No, there's nothing God can't do. Nothing is impossible with God. And those mountains standing in the front of me, in the name and the authority of Jesus, I say, move in Jesus' name. And I said it, my whole body, my whole mind said it ain't moving. And I'd say, in the name of Jesus, I say, move in the name of Jesus and I just kept in my mind's eye just speaking to that mountain, speaking to that mountain till finally faith rose up in my heart and I got the free songs and I said that mountain is moving today in the name of Jesus. Come on, you got to pray in faith. Amen. Pray faith-filled prayers. Pray specific prayers. You got to pray specific prayer. I mean, it's okay to pray, Lord, bless me. Lord, may your favor be upon me. But come on, sometimes you just got to get specific. Amen. Lord, I want a job that makes more money than the one I got right now. Lord, I want a job where I got more time off than I got. Right, Tony? I want a job that my body is not breaking down to do it anymore. Lord, I got a specific prayer request for you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you know, some of you are single, you need to get married. You need to tell, Lord, I want a blind, blue eyed or whatever it is. You start telling Lord, Lord, I want you to meet my need in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I just woke somebody up in here this morning. Come on. Can I get a, can I get a witness in the house of the Lord today? Amen. And then number three, you got to pray tenacious prayers. Tenacious prayers means you're like a bulldog. Come on, you don't give up because there's a little noise. You don't give up because there's a little resistance. Come on, you don't give up because eight Sue said you ain't never going to do that. Come on, you got to be tenacious in your prayer. It doesn't matter what the economy says. It doesn't matter what your circumstances say. Jesus said, with me all things are possible. So you've got to be tenacious about your prayer requests. Amen. It means to pray consistency, consistently, without getting discouraged and giving up. Amen. Jesus told his disciples a parable in Luke 18:1 to show that they should always pray and not give up. I encourage you to read that parable in Luke 18. It'll encourage you. It'll it'll give you some bold dog tenacity. Amen. Jesus said we should always pray and not give up. Some of us, our problem is we're giving up. We prayed one time and it didn't happen, so we give up. Come on, we got to keep praying. Come on, ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask. The word ask means to ask and keep on asking. Seek means to seek and keep on seeking. Knock means to knock and keep on knocking till the door comes off its hinges. Amen. Come on. Come on. We're going to, we're going to pray tenaciously that listen, no devil in hell is going to hold our life back and keep us from going where God wants us to do. Can I get a witness here this morning? Amen. Come on, let's give, let's take a, let's take a break right now. Just come on, give God praise. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. Let's give him honor today. We love you, Lord. We love you. Come on, we're going to stop right here today. Why don't you just stand with me? We're going to finish up next week. Come on. Come on, how about we just pray about this that we've just been talking about? Come on, just do me a favor. Just do me a favor and just come on. Close the door in your mind right now. Come on, make a prayer closet. Come on, focus your mind. Don't let them wonder. Don't, come on, don't get your eyes wandering. Keep your eyes closed and focus on the cross. Focus on Jesus hanging on the cross. Focus on Jesus taking your trials, tribulations, your troubles. Come on, come on, your lids, your hindrances. Come on, your, your fears, your worries. Come on, just take a moment. Let's remember God loves us. This is then how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Our Father who art in heaven, our Father is in heaven, and He loves us. Come on, God is a caring Father. Thank you, Lord, for caring for us. God is a consistent Father. Lord, thank you for being consistent, the same yesterday, today, and forever father thank you lord that you're close you're a present help in time of need come on right there where you are come on just think about that god is a present help come on he's close he's not away he's not on the other side of the building he's not in a different view he's where you are today come on let's remember god loves us our father our father who is in heaven our father Lord, we love you today. Come on, let's remember to worship our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be worshipped. Come on, let's just worship Him, gang. Come on, tell Him you love Him. Come on, we got to get used to worshiping. That's what heaven is going to be about. We're going to sit around all day, 24-7, and worship the Lord. Come on, let's get used to just worshiping Him, reverencing Him, respecting Him. Come on, to worship God, you got to get your eyes off of yourself and onto the Lord. Come on, you got to get your eyes on Jesus. Come on, let's worship Him. Come on, God's our righteousness. Come on, He forg- gives us. He cleanses us. Come on. He's our sanctifier. Come on. He calls us out of the pit. Come on. Out of the clutter. He calls us into His family. Into His kingdom. Come on. He's our healer. He heals. He delivers. Come on. He heals every sickness and disease known to man. He's our banner of victory. Come on. In your mind's eye. Come on. Wave your banner. He's your victory. You're not defeated. You're not going down. You're going over in the name. God of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We're victorious today because of Jesus. God is our shepherd, He restores our soul. Thank you Father God. Come on, He's our peace. Come on, we're not living in fear. Come on, we're not living in turmoil, in worry, in anxiety. The peace of God that surpasses all comprehension shall guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's remember to submit our will and and our purpose to God. Lord, we surrender to you today. Lord, we remember today to submit to your will and your purpose today. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we want your will. We want your rule. Lord, we want your will in our life and in our family. Come on, we want your purpose, your kingship. Lord, your authority to be established over our life and our family. Lord, we declare right now, Lord, your rulership over this church in the name of Jesus. We declare the kingdom of God is coming into Lafayette and in Acadiana and in, the, in the, the state of Louisiana and in our nation. Lord, we declare that the King of kings and the Lord of glory is established in the rule and the reign of God. And finally, come on, let's pray. Let's remember to depend on Him. Come on, just begin to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I need peace. Lord, I need a breakthrough. Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need relational healing. Come on, just right now, just begin to talk to God. Come on, pray in faith. Believe the mountains are moving in your life right now. Come on, pray specifically. Lord, I'm praying. Lord, I'm praying right now. Lord, that every need that is being lifted up right now in the name of Jesus is getting met today. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray that God, all heaven, is released for every need that is being lifted up in this place today. Father, we love you you today. We honor you today. We worship you today. We praise you today. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you. Now listen. You know, some of us we can't pray, the Lord is my shepherd, because we've never surrendered our will. We've never given up control of our life. We're not sure we're a Christian this morning. But listen, you're here for this reason. The Lord said, I want you to be uh sitting at my table. I want you to be one of the sheep in my fold. And that's why you're here. I want to invite you to come into my kingdom. If you're here today and you say, Todd, I'm not sure I'm a Christian, or maybe I was a Christian and I was living for him, but I've gotten away from God and I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to give my all to him. Would you pray for me today? I want him to forgive my sins, cleanse my heart and I want a fresh start today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand so I can see it and I want to pray a special prayer for you. If, 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 you, if you want to surrender, just raise your hand and raise it high because I want to pray a special thank you, man. Thank you for being so bold. Just raise your hand. There you go. Thank you, man. Thank you, ma'am. I see your Anybody else? This is your moment. This is your time. Come on, the devil trying to hold people out, but gee, there you go. Come on. Be bold about it, brother. Come on, just be bold. Come on, grab a hold of your salvation. Thank you, sir. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this house and he's snatching people out of the hands of the evil one. There you go. You respond in faith. You respond in faith and the Lord will meet you right there. Come on, those of you that have your hands right, raise both of your hands and say, that's me, Lord. That's me. Be bold about it. Be strong about it. Now, listen and those that have your hands raised. Come on, do me a favor. Slip out of the pew and put your head on the back of the devil. Come right up here. Come on, guys, slip out. Come on, slip right out here. Come on, come meet me right here. Come on, right here. Come on, let's go. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right here, right now. Thank you, Father God. Praise you. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on right here, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being bold. This is your day. Come on. God's got a great year for you. That's the greatest decision and step that you could ever make. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, just do me a favor now. Come on, ma'am. Just come on. It's time to come back home. It's time to come back to the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Father God. I'm going to extend your hand out towards these. And let's pray for them right now as they just surrender their heart to Jesus. Come on, he said, pray them this way. Our Father, the Lord loves you. Come on, the Lord loves you. Say, Father, just say that. Father, I love you. And I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of running. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to serve you. Lord Jesus, would you forgive me for all my sins? I repent and ask you to forgive me. Lord, I want to live the Christian life. I need your help. Would you give me this day the power and the grace to live the Christian life? I'm turning my back on darkness, on the world, and I'm following after you. Lord, may your grace be upon me to live that life. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody that agreed said. Amen. 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 Come on. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on, just praise it. Just praise him. Lord, Lord, we worship you. We honor you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Can I have some some staff and some altar workers? I'd like for each one of these that are up here to be greeted personally, and if you would just make sure you uh, you get their names and 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 uh, we want to pray for you and we want to pray that this is not the this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Amen. And that you're going to go on and you're going to see the salvation of God worked out in your life, not after you get to heaven, but in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Well, how many of you glad you're saved? I'm going to be glad to be a Christian. Amen. 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 Well, let me pray a blessing over you. And I want to pray God's grace. Don't forget to put your prayer requests in. Don't forget, Monday through Saturday, 630, come out. Take, take a, an hour out of your evening. Come and pray. And let's believe God to release fire over his house. Amen. Father, I pray for every person here. I pray for this congregation. I pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done in each and every one of their lives personally and their family. I pray in the mighty and in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.